Typhon Wyke notice. Aerolith Dynamics is immediately implementing certain changes in protocol as a result of last month's event. To quell any rumors about the event, HR Administrator Corrine Vasquez has issued the following statement, quote, The event, as it has come to be called by the more dramatic HR representatives, was probably a result of some sort of mass psychosis. At least that's my theory. Harriet thinks it was a rogue AI, and Kevin thinks it's all a prank by some very, very dedicated jokesters. Regardless, 7% of Aerolith staff in Halcyon, Argos, Minos, and Aegis Towers died in the event, or are very convincingly pretending to have died." End quote. She goes on to talk about how they poked one with a stick, and it kept just laying there, but that Kevin was not satisfied. It is my duty to inform all residents of the following broadcast changes. In addition to identifying myself at the onset of any one-to-one -one transmission, I will henceforth identify you as well. This added layer of security will help ensure you always know when I am speaking directly with you, and that you can rest assured it is indeed me. Unless, of course, Ms. Vasquez was correct about the mass psychosis, in which case your madness-riddled brain could easily fabricate this information. Typhon must come together in the wake of this terrible event. Yes, we have lost 7% of our population in an onslaught of missing floors, elevator malfunctions, and security team gunfire. But consider the bright side. There are many new job positions open for those who wish for advancement. And for once, we will have an ample supply of protein in the cafeteria. I understand how that last statement could be misconstrued. I did not mean to imply that the bodies of the fallen would be used for sustenance. I simply meant that with a 7% decrease in population, we can now produce enough flavored protein paste to comfortably feed everyone on Typhon. Try the all-new Sriracha flavor, a bold new taste that is, as always, 100% human-free. Greetings, Resident Zhang. Identification number 44790. I am Sayer. I am pleased to catch you en route to your office, because today your plans have changed. Today, you will be traveling to the topmost floor in Halcyon Tower. Prepare for a longer elevator ride than normal. Aerolith would like to apologize for the sudden change in your daily routine, and thank you for your flexibility in this difficult time. We have suddenly found ourselves somewhat short-staffed in certain key departments necessary for effective operations, and any resident may be asked to fill in on occasion. I'm certain your experience in our Statistical Analysis Department 
will transfer admirably in today's work with debris removal. It may surprise you to learn that, during the event, several deranged residents forced their way onto Halcyon's rooftop, where they engaged in a standoff with airless security for several hours. Their demands were extensive, and they have prepared for a long, drawn-out negotiation process. Officer Lane, in Strategic Command, proposed an ideal solution. All security personnel were ordered to descend one floor, and the rooftop was jettisoned, along with the troublesome agitators. Halcyon stands one floor shorter, but the new rooftop is very similar to the old one. There was one minor issue, however, as one set of thermite charges failed to detonate. It was not a clean jettisoning process, and this is why we need your help for the resulting cleanup. You will see when you arrive on the rooftop. There is much to do. Reminder. This week is Stop Asking Questions Week at Aerolith Dynamics. This is the week when Aerolith asks its employees to completely set aside any deep, emotional, or survival-related queries they may have, and instead, bury yourself in your work. We urge you to really knuckle down and carve out a sizable hole in your workload. Settle into it and let the work rise up and envelop you like a mother's embrace. Remember, every week can be Stop Asking Questions Week if you just let go. Resident Zhang, you have arrived at Rooftop Access. Please proceed forward through the polyethylene sheeting and exit onto the rooftop. As you can see in the area directly around you, the jettison process was a mixed bag. It was almost entirely successful in removing the former rooftop floor from the tower, and the rocket propulsion units did their job of preventing the floor from crashing down on Halcyon itself. However, if you look to your left, you will see the remnants of one of the main girders, which at one time supported the former top floor. Like several other support beams, this one was equipped with one of Aerolith's own linear thermite beam charges used to shear structural supports in advance of the jettison process. As you can tell, this resulted in the girder twisting and warping before being wrenched free so that it now remains attached to the rooftop, extending a full 45 feet over the southwest edge of the tower. Notice your fellow residents hard at work clearing debris. Each and every one of these workers is a member of the Aerolith Emergency Response Team. They are an exceptional asset for Aerolith. Their expertise in emergency containment and recovery is invaluable at allowing us to minimize downtime after an event such as this one. They must be extensively trained to respond to the myriad concerns of a company of Aerolith's size, and as such, represent a significant investment in both time and money. We do not like to put them in harm's way if we can avoid it, which is why you are here to assist. 
low-level alert. Any resident who, in the course of their daily routine, spends any amount of time outside on the surface of Typhon, should be aware that due to staffing shortages, exterior artificial gravity amplifiers will only be active 56 minutes out of every hour. Excursions should be planned accordingly, and all travelers are advised against risky upward momentum. One wrong jump could send you hurtling into the sky for several minutes before gravity reactivation sends you plunging down with predictable results. Resident Zhang, please head towards the exposed girder. Your task will be a short one, and for your dedication to Halcyon Tower's aesthetic well-being, you will be rewarded with additional recreation time this week. This is not to imply your cooperation is optional, but is solely for morale-boosting purposes. With this girder remaining intact during the jettison process, a small segment of the former rooftop was sheared away from the rest before being propelled haphazardly off course. Unable to reach escape velocity, it now sits a quarter of a mile to the southwest. What went wrong remains a mystery, though I assure you an airlift demolitions team is hard at work figuring that out. But regardless, you can see the result. Several of the agitators fell through the emerging chasm in their floor, and though none survived the extreme heat in the aftermath of the launch, their scattered remains have made cleanup cumbersome. By now you can likely see the heap at the far end of the unyielding girder. That, resident, is why you are here. You will need to proceed along the girder and retrieve the charred remains of that former resident. It is a perilous task to be sure, but again, this is why we do not wish to risk any emergency response team personnel. Please proceed outward onto the girder. Stay low and move slowly, and you should be through this in no time. Do not look down. I know this is a cliche thing to say in situations such as this, but it is so for very good reason. Looking down from extreme heights such as this can trigger vertigo, which can have a drastic impact on your balance system. And believe me when I tell you, a drastic impact on your balance system is the last thing you need right now. Keep moving, one foot in front of the other. Good. You might have a knack for this. Have you ever considered trying out to walk the tightrope at circus night? The Aerolith Recreation and Performing Arts Department is always in search of talented funambulists. And compared to this, it should be a breeze. Speaking of breezes, try to keep your profile low. The winds up here are significant, and too much lateral surface area could result in the force overpowering you. Resident, great news. The airlift demolition steam has developed a convincing hypothesis as to the cause of this particular thermite charge failing to fire. 
They are all very eager to test this hypothesis. And you may notice the rooftop is being cleared as we speak. Do not worry, resident. They have no intention of attempting a secondary detonation with you still out there. That being said, they do get extremely excited at opportunities such as this and are not, as a rule, hired into demolitions because of their outstanding capacity for patience. So you might want to pick up the pace. Congratulations, the easy part is over. Now, you must simply return to the rooftop, hopefully at a brisker pace than the one that brought you here, carrying this misguided corpse with you. When lifting him, do not stand up too fast. What a difference a few seconds makes, resident. Your situation has become quite dire. Through sheer serendipity, you are in a very unique position. Falling off the girder was, no matter how you look at it, a terrible decision. Having done so, the odds of us even being in the position to still have this discussion were incredibly low. By normal operating standards, you should be a stain on the cement right about now. But you had the relative good fortune to fall a few seconds before the gravity amplifiers cycled into standby. Not, however, the good fortune to fall after they cycled into standby, which wouldn't technically even be considered falling so much as floating. You will maintain your current, very survivable velocity for the next several minutes until the amplifiers kick back in. This will be when you are passing the second floor, which is extraordinary when you think about how very close you were to not sustaining any serious injuries during this fall. As it stands, you have better than average odds of being killed on impact. Your best chance of survival would be to rotate your trunk through repeated leg tucks and extensions until your feet are firmly below you. This will certainly crush your legs on impact, but leaves you a 22.8% chance of survival. I don't think I can overstate how painful this would be. The alternative would be to perform the opposite maneuvers, rotating your trunk to land head down. This would guarantee a fatal landing what would be as pain-free an end as you're going to get. You would die before your brain would be able to register the impact. It seems you have a choice to make. Ah, one more variable has entered the equation. That was an inpatient demolitions team being right. They have detonated the charge on the now vacated girder and once gravity amplification resumes 
it will begin its descent towards the ground below. Your odds of survival have diminished by a fair amount. If you attempt to position yourself for maximum survival, there's a subsequent 87.66% chance that you will be crushed under the beam roughly half a minute later. Doing the math for you, you now have a 3% chance of survival. It's less than that, actually, but I figured the rounding up might be comforting. Regardless the odds, the time for action is now. Rotate as you wish, for floor 2 is approaching, as is the reactivation threshold for the gravity amplifiers. An interesting choice. Voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled A Drastic Impact, was written by Adam Bash. You can follow Adam on Twitter at TheAdamBash. Music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory. To hear more of Jesse's work, visit Mainfinger.com. Sayer is part of the Geekly Inc. podcast network. If you like what you hear, then check out other Geekly Inc. shows like Drunks and Dragons, Cthulhu and Friends, Casts of Thrones, or Top 5 of Death. Want to give back? Head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or share us with a friend. We're totally into that. And make sure to follow Sayer for Earth and Typhon-based updates on Twitter at IamSayer. A special thank you to all of you who supported Sayer through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Sayer. And a very special thank you to our highly advanced patrons, Landon Smith, AOD Industries, Michael and Melissa Lane, Stacey Miller, and Keith Corville. 